Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by the LightPathCollective.com and the RitualEmporium.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Welcome back to the podcast for this solo episode where I kind of just wanted to talk through some thought processes that I have been having recently, especially about the year that's to come, because I really see 2024 as an opportunity to launch many, many rockets. I feel like you would have heard the episode with Claire all about the astrology of 2024. And if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to it, because I think after the stagnation the groundwork of 2023. Now I can look back in hindsight and see it as groundwork. At the time, it felt like complete stagnation, like constantly just trudging through the mud. Although now I very much appreciate what was built in 2023 for all of us. It might not have felt monumental, not a lot of forward moving motion. And we know astrologically or cosmically that is shifting this year, that there is going to be forward moving motion. And so those of us that stuck with it, that were able to continue to build the foundations and the stability in our lives last year, even when we weren't getting immediate results, are really going to have the best opportunity this year to expand, to be playful and for lots of action to happen. And so at the end of last year, I got the Light Path Collective team together and in the preparation for that get together, I was really thinking about the business and our values and what it is we're really here to do. And to be honest, I review this quite often. As you know, I'm really big on values, which is why I wrote the values pathway, because I think if we know our own personal values, that decision-making, treading our paths to choose directions to go with are really made so much easier because if we know our values and we're constantly reviewing and reworking them to be applicable to us now as we've moved along our path, then any decision that we make has to align with those values or we aren't in alignment, so nothing's going to come of it. And same thing for business. So the Light Path Collective has three very important values of service being number one, that we are here to serve, to provide, to hold space for anyone who feels that they want to be held um, by us. So service is a huge value of ours, as is education. We are constantly educating ourselves. We're constantly pondering, thinking and learning because that is life and that is the way of life. And so we really embody that in our own personal lives and we definitely embody that within the business. We're definitely learning every day more about what it is that we provide for you, but we're just learning generally in life too and we're learning from you. And our last is to empower. I think the value that I hold near and dear to my heart Whenever I sit for somebody in whatever capacity I sit with them for, whether it's a healing, whether that's a reading, whether that's a mentoring session, to really empower the other person, not to go out and do great things, but really to empower them in their own awareness and knowledge of self. And another thing I found really interesting is um, lots of 
TikTok predictions about what people will be interested in next year. So trends, you know, what are the trends going to be for 2024? And up until this point, I hadn't ever seen a trend about what people were going to be necessarily interested in. I've seen a lot of fashion trends and and stuff like that, but really what people are going to be interested in um, seeking and consuming. And what I found really interesting was even at the end of last year, data was being shown or people were voicing this desire for personal development. And I would think that the personal development word sounds a bit stale to me. I see that as personal empowerment. People are getting curious. People are wanting to know themselves well and people are wanting authentically and intrinsically to be the best version of themselves. But I think an aspect to that, which I didn't realize was a pretty rebellious act of the Light Path Collective when I started it, or it wasn't really highlighted to me in my conscious awareness, was that what we're doing here in service and in education to empower is really rebellious because ultimately it is about evolving and the rebellious act of evolving is that way because at the Light Path Collective and any work we do, we're not here to preserve the past like so many industries are. Ultimately, we are about empowering people to expand into their future, to evolve, to evolve constantly, knowing that there's never an end or an ultimate goal to evolving. And it is untapped and endlessly full of potential. We are rebels here and you are part of that because you were listening to this. We are rebels with a very specific cause to empower evolving. And we know when one of us evolves, the whole planet has the opportunity to raise its vibration and evolve. So yes, we're doing it for personal gratification, for personal development, for self-improvement. And maybe the motivation behind that is to feel more purposeful in our lives, to align with more meaningful and loving relationships, to heal, to release a lot of the baggage of the past. But when we do that for ourselves, we're ultimately claiming what it is to be human and embracing often what it is we came here to be. And the reason why that is so rebellious is because we live in a society that has been very heavily dominated by industries that are heavily invested with their time and their money and their profit in terms of their product to keep us tied to the past, to keep preserving what was our bodies our appearances, all of that is really tied 
to preserving what was and not embracing the future. And I think we're totally programmed into that. We're programmed also to chase what it is that we know. And we can only know something because we have experienced it or we have seen it repetitively over and over and over again. And so we become this mouse on the wheel, chasing, 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 and working so hard for what was. And then we try to convince ourselves that evolving is hard so we can stay on that wheel. But oh my gosh, evolving is so natural and so easy. We even call evolving the work, which I think now is so funny because the work is actually what is completely natural to us because isn't growing, isn't changing, isn't evolving, isn't aging the actual most organic and natural process that we will ever experience and go through? Also, isn't it inevitable? So here we are trying to fight a lot of what is natural and we resist it because often we either don't know what's on the other side of evolving or we haven't learned to hold reverence and deep desire and respect for what is to come. And I'm not even talking just about the aging process, even though I have used that as my primary example. But let's think about interpersonal relationships, whether they be your closest friendships or closest, you know, romantic relationships. These are constantly evolving. Yet how programmed are we to have forever as an end goal? That stunts evolving. That actually doesn't allow us to continually question ourselves as individuals and consciously choose the friendship or relationship every single day. How many times have you stayed in connections purely because of the history as opposed to what this connection is providing you for your future? I'm going to like wave the right white flag here and I'm going to say, do you know what? I surrender. I surrender any relationship in my life now and in the future that isn't the best, most fertile and encouraging and ground that keeps me accountable to who I shall be or who I can potentially become. Because if it's not related to that, then I know it is going to keep me stuck and the work of evolving will feel hard. It will be met with so much resistance and frictions because it buys into that belief that the best days are behind us or the ways we have done it in the past are the best ways to continue to do it in the future. Hi, Kirsten here. Just interrupting you for a little moment so I can do a shout out for our sponsor, The Ritual Emporium. And in full disclosure, The Ritual Emporium is a business of mine that was set up for my desire to really share with people and provide them with ritual tools that I hope will help enhance their daily lives and the connection to themselves. 
but the Ritual Emporium has another purpose and that is to support the production of this podcast. I absolutely adore bringing this podcast to you and all the amazing wisdom and guests that come on, but it does come at a cost. So whenever you spend money at theritualemporium.com, know that you are also directly supporting the production of this podcast. So if you are looking to embrace the beauty of simple daily rituals that nurture your journey of self-care and self-discovery, be sure to head over to theritualemporium.com and remember to subscribe to the newsletter so that you can get 10% off your first order. Now, back to the episode. So much around this, socially, economically, governance-wise, is going to be challenged and dismantled. And that can be really scary for our safety and security that craves sameness. So in order to help us with this, I, as I'm doing most cases, love to rely on the wisdom of children. Ask any small child and they will tell you how excited they are to evolve. My six-year-old niece recently said to me, randomly, without being prompt, I can't wait until I'm eight. And I just got really curious because I thought it was cute that she said that, but I also thought, why on earth are you saying that? So I just point blank asked her, like, what's so good about being eight? Why do you want to be eight? You have to be seven before you're eight. And why is eight so special that you can't wait to be eight? What's wrong with being six? Like six is pretty good. You're just like rocking it in kindergarten, loving life. And she looked me dead in the eye. She shrugged and she just said, I don't know. I just want to be eight. She's not thinking about how amazing six is and how she has to hold on this forever. She's not thinking about how at four she had it so good. She's not thinking about when she was one and her skin was literally as soft as butter and so milky and delicious. She's not thinking about any of that. What she is excited about is evolving. It's about growing up. It's about expanding. It's about the possibility to do more and be more. Even when she doesn't even know or have any tangible reason why she should be excited about being eight. Imagine as adults if we took on that perception. And I think as an adult, in a lot of ways I do, but in a lot of ways I'm still very stuck in that wheel of chasing what was because of my conditioning and because we live, many of us, in a culture that does not value the process and the rewards of evolving. And a lot of us only ever proactively choose to evolve because it's linked to a reward. We either want a better body, we want Um, a better relationship. We want to evolve because we want more money. um, So we need to get smarter or we realize our relationships aren't really working. So we maybe want to do some personal development work to cope with the disappointment of that. What if, what if, hear me out, we all became rebels with a very specific cause 
to be empowered in our evolving because when we evolve, we are embracing the becoming, the becoming older and the becoming wiser. We are embracing our natural state and it's actually something to be really excited about and it is something to invest in. How much money and time, if you were really honest with yourself, do you spend expanding your energy and your precious resources, trying to get back what you had? Skin tone and texture, body composition, maybe fearlessness or a zest for life or relationships that you are trying to keep the same as they were in the beginning, it is such a fool's paradise. And the the reason it's a fool's paradise is because it's unattainable and it's so unnecessary. And that is what a lot of industries do not want you to know. They don't want you to come to this realisation because then you won't be on the hamster wheel continually expending your energy this way. And yes, I am talking about the cynical aspect of people having you exchange your value or your energy of money for their services, trying to chase what was, you know, get your body back. I I didn't lose it. I still have my body or get your man back, or get your relationship back to what it was by learning these key skills. Inject your skin, have this facial, whatever it is to get back, to get back, to get back. And the reason why it's such a great industry to make money in is because you never will. Because what has gone, has gone. And I don't say this because I'm sitting on some type of philosophical mountaintop and I live up here heck no I fall for this all the time but in my evolving I'm becoming much more conscious of it and I'm becoming much less judgmental of myself in the process so now when I consume or am tempted to exchange energy or money for it I'm able to sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes get a little bit of space for myself and say, what unhealed part of me is making this decision? Does this align with my true authentic values? And what part of me is avoiding the evolving beyond that state? Because I'm either scared because I don't know what exists on the other side or because I have some doubt or faith or worthlessness within myself that is somehow convincing me that it won't materialize for me that way. What if we were all rebels with a cause and our cause was to live utterly and committed and overly excited about evolving? Imagine a world in which we invested all that energy, all that thought power, all that money into the present to be exactly as it is because we knew 
that would ensure that we wouldn't be chasing the past, but we would be dynamically creating a future. After my conversation with my niece, I didn't really see her mope around and be annoyed that she wasn't eight. Like many of us, mope around and get annoyed, depressed or sad because we don't have the body, we don't have the fearlessness, we don't have the relationship spark, we don't have the chemistry, whatever it was when we were in our past, however old we were when we perceived that that was the peak. She just skipped away from me and got on with being six and had a great time riding a scooter around the park, super simple, but oh so subtle and wise. Imagine if we were like that. Like imagine if we were like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to learn the lesson of worthiness. I can't wait to mature to a point where I am not ashamed or embarrassed to be who I am. I am so excited to see my body at 60. I can't wait to hear the stories I'm going to be telling when I'm 75. Imagine if that was our perception. There's this really cool filter. It has been going around TikTok since late last year, actually, where this filter ages you and it ages you like by 50 years. And I love watching people age themselves because a lot of people comment that they see their parents in them, that they age and they look like their parents would. And one creator actually put a post up, which I thought was so beautiful she stood next to her mum and she did this filter and so her mum could watch her age because she knew on this human plane that that wasn't going to be an experience that her mum gets. And to me, that was like this first glimpse in this shift of energy, in this shift of perception, and in this expanding into an appreciation at the very least, but an embracing at the best of evolving. I love it that I have a business that is rebellious, that is going against the grain, that is not about preserving what was, but about getting really curious and removing the blocks to all that could be. We are committed to empowered evolving because we don't want to be the same that we were We want to take the lessons and the experiences and use them to embellish and improve our lives, not to stay on the mouse wheel, chasing something that was, or worse, being stagnant because we're so afraid of what is to come next. I want to challenge you to speak to anyone that's older than you just out of curiosity and sit with them and listen to their wisdom. It might not apply to your life. It could just be a beautiful story that they tell, but I want you to take the time to honor that because when you take the time to honor something in someone else, you can't help but honor it within you. So what if you took the time to honor somebody else's evolving experience and wisdom you're naturally going to start to really appreciate that in yourself. May 2024, this year, be a year where we are so rebellious 
that we put on much higher pedestals the wisdom of age and experience rather than chasing the fountain of youth, which is a fool's game because we can never get it. And sometimes when we do, we look ridiculous. I mean, just watch anyone from LA, not anyone from LA, but you know what I mean. 2024 is such a great opportunity for us to start to build kingdoms upon the foundations that we have built, but we can't do that unless we're willing to evolve, unless we are willing to not just learn the lessons but apply their teachings. Part of this is being extremely self-reflective. Lots of people tell me that they can't meditate. What if you just went for a walk every day, even if it's for 15 minutes, and ask yourself this simple question, what do I know now that I didn't know yesterday? Who is it that I desire to be? What is it that I desire to experience? And then in order to do that, where do I have to grow and shift and change? Maybe heal, maybe shed, maybe sever parts of me and the things around me to get to where I'm going. How is it that I invite the process of evolving into my daily awareness and excitement as I project my mind into the future. I think looking back to the past is beautiful for nostalgia and for reward to see how far that we have come. But chasing anything that was there is not appropriate to someone who is committed to evolving in their authenticity. And being rebellious is not often fashionable. It's fun, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. It might mean that you need to blaze a trail. It might mean that you need to do things that are going to, in some way, shock, maybe even disappoint people around you. And that's okay. Because if it's true to you, If it allows you to tap into even more of your potential and expand into your greatness, then it's absolutely worth it. If you've got any stories of evolving, any questions about it, or any experiences that you think can possibly help others, I personally, but I know our community would love to hear about them, head over to our Facebook community page, The Light Path Community, to share there. Because you might think or feel silly for sharing your experiences, but trust me, you don't know how far that reaches and you just have to trust that putting it out there really does help encourage, support, nourish and nurture others. I'd like to thank you so much for supporting the podcast and supporting us, the work that we do at the Light Path Collective and for if you have shopping with the Ritual Emporium that supports the making of this podcast. And until we speak again this way, as always, I am sending you so much love, light and empowerment on your path of evolving. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. 
hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.